You're listening to the Batuta Advocates Weekly News Wrap on Desert Rock FM 96.5. Welcome back to the weekly Batuta Advocate Bulletin. You've got Clancy Overall, Errol Parker, Wendell Hussey all in the booth to give you the rundown on the biggest stories of the week at our humble inland news organ. How is everyone going? How are you, Errol? Not bad, mate. Uh, it's uh, good to see you wearing shoes this week. I think... Mm. Uh, I think last week when you came into this uh, recording studio here at Desert Rock FM, you came in here bare feet. Uh, look, it almost felt like I was hopping into a silver service taxi down there in Sydney, mate. They're, they're all just driving around barefoot. I mean, the last cab ride I had down there, I hopped in the airport. The bloke, he's, he said, oh, we don't put the meter on here anymore. Uh, I thought, you know, oh, yeah, you know, well, I'm not very well versed in Sydney. So I thought, yeah, sure. And then... Uh, he bloody charged me nigh on a hundred bucks to get from uh, the airport down there in Sydney to News Corp in uh, Surrey Hills in Lefty Mordor, as they say down mm. there at Holt Street. Um, yeah, look, he he charged me a hundred bucks and he wouldn't take my uh, FBOS card. So war in Ukraine, I think inflation. Yeah, look. So when you came into the booth last week and you weren't wearing shoes, it just took me straight back to Sydney, which is a place I don't like being, Clancy. Yeah, no, it was um, it was an interesting one. It wasn't tin here in the end, but it was something going on down there. I, I sorted it out, a bit of kerosene and a did you, the feet near the fire. Do you piss on your feet anyway? No, nah, no, nah, that's that's actually um, the petric acid. I learned a long time. No, it ago. is. It, it works. Yeah, if you piss no, on your feet, mate. Petric acid. <laughs> you've fallen for it too. I've fallen for it years ago with the jellyfish stings up there in Perugin. What about you, Wendell? What's going on? Yeah, I'm good. Look, um, as you can probably tell from my voice, um, struggling this time of year, fantasizing about the things. I do to the man who planted all the London plane trees around the Diamond Tanner Shire. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Hate this time of year. Yep. So lying awake. I thought you had COVID-19, but I... Well, of course, that's what everyone assumes, but the new tests actually don't pick up the new variant, so it's kind of... I could have it. Who knows? Oh, well. What's in the news this week? (laughs) (laughs) We're going to start off with some uh, some international news that has an Australian flavour, and the headline reads like this. Bro, that one with the bright orange sauce... That's my favourite, Albanese tells Xi Jinping. Yes, it was a historic moment at the G20 this week with Prime Minister Anthony Albanese meeting with Chinese President Xi Jinping in Bali, becoming the first Australian leader to do so in six years. And while there was plenty to discuss in regards to the trade war and the chance of a future military war, the dialogue took an interesting turn. Correct, Amundo, Clance Dog. The new Australian PM apparently spent a fair chunk of time talking to Mr G about how much he loves that dish with the mad bright orange sauce. Sweet and sour pork, he said. It is the best Chinese dish hands down. I don't think Albo said this, which was surprisingly received better than the constant calls for an investigation into the ongoing and origins of the uh, coronavirus pandemic. Yeah, Xi doesn't like talking about that. Look, we had a comment on that story that said, just need to treat Xi to a family banquet at Willow Garden and the diplomatic crisis will be over. Yep, a couple of crownies will cool anyone down. I mean, we all know it came out of a wet market in Wuhan. So, I mean, like, what's the point? I mean... Well, the, the, the predecessor I mean, to... The let's predecessor have a bloody royal inquiry. The you can predecessor, say that. The predecessor to Anthony Albanese, uh, that Morrison bloke, was trying to imply that it was a lab leak or or it was the word chemical warfare. That's, that's what he was trying to uh, imply when he was trying to impress Donald Trump in the dying days of his presidency. Well, whatever it was, it was too good for meatloaf. Mm. And what else is coming up? Speaking of Donald Trump, Clancy Overell, an egotistical billionaire has announced plans to fix America like that other one fixed Twitter. 
He's back. Donald Trump has announced that he's going to make another run for the U.S. presidency, and his pitch to the United States of America is even better than last time. While he made America great again in 2016 to 2020, uh, that's uh, debatable, from 2024 onwards, he's going to be, quote, rescuing the American dream. Yes, it's very exciting and, of course, comes in the wake of another egotistical billionaire making a splash by buying the largest virtual cesspit in the world, known as Twitter. So just like Twitter owner Elon Musk, Donald plans to bring his charisma and loose relationship with the tax office to public prominence to rescue the nation. Once again. Exciting times. Now, look, there's some great economic news here in Australia that we're going to touch on. Our labour shortage has suddenly been resolved as busted crypto bros return to the workforce. Yes, wonderful news for employers who are breathing a massive sigh of relief this week. The Australian workforce has experienced a much-needed injection of skilled and unskilled manpower not seen since before the pandemic, which forced cheap migrant labourers out of jobs and out of the country for a few years. Yeah, I'd say mostly unskilled, but all of this comes as a result of the crypto market plunging lower than anyone had ever really expected. Even the staunch traditional suits who have spent years writing cryptocurrency off as a Ponzi scheme. So, with all of the crypto bros now forced to look for a real job, cafes, bars, supermarkets and factories all across the country have finally managed to fill their vacancy roles, except of course for Deliveroo, which got forced to leave the country thanks to Albo's new IR laws, which... Well, that means 15,000 more workers ready to fill the market, so it's going to get even better. Yeah, and I'm sure they are relieved to be freed from the chains of the gig economy, those poor buggers. Now, finishing up with some sports news, and every single window in the Greater Logan Shire has shattered as Samoan community have unleashed biblical semi-finals Yes, history was made on Saturday night with Samoa becoming the fathers of England and a record-breaking amount of glass shattering across the southeast Queensland region of Logan. That came with the Pacific Island nation beating the hosts of the Rugby League World Cup and the inventors of the game in one of the most exciting matches of the tournament. Yes, we should be uh, quick to point out that Polynesians can live in other places other than Logan. But that landmark victory resulted in plenty of excitement from Mount Druitt to Logan to Apia. A lot of chi-hoos getting around, which is a Samoan expression, I'm led to believe, of excitement. It's since been confirmed that Sunday morning's post-semi-final celebration is the loudest chi-hoo in human history, with a piercing high pitch capable of shattering every pane of glass within 30 kilometres of the radius. Yeah, there were a lot of utes and vehicles out uh, cleaning up the glass after that. And good on them. I hope they beat Australia. Oh, keep it going. Imagine what would happen if they brought down the kangaroos in the final. That would be an even louder chee-hoo. Well, Well, Paul Kent would have a hernia, I reckon, with He is hoping. The only reason I want them to get up is so Paul Kent has a hernia. When are you going to call Paul Kent out for a celebrity boxing match, Clancy? Um... There's not too much of an age difference. I think that Clancy's about... No, you're four years older than Paul Kent, aren't you? Yeah, I'm. Only, yeah, I'm four years older than him, but he's he's obviously an athlete because he's like I. I would be outmatched in the sense that I've never played professional sport, and he played one match. Of yeah, football. there's one game of NRL separating the pair of you. So it's not too bad. Oh, mate, look, you know he's he has easy played, to criticise if you haven't done it. He's played one more than you. I know that's it. Played one more than me. I'm not going to criticise the man. He was a professional athlete back when, you know, most of his teammates were chain smoking PE teachers. But either I um. Look, mate, I'll see how I go. I'm going to do this Noosa triathlon first, and then maybe we can punch on with fucking Kenty. Well, I certainly went to the Commonwealth Games for the Falkland Islands in uh, Greco-Roman wrestling, so I guess I've got one more than Kenty, so maybe I can take him on for you. Hell, someone needs to. Anyway, that's enough from us this week. Thank you for tuning in to 
uh, your favourite podcast, and to our regular listeners, thank you for your loyalty. This is Clancy Overall, Errol Parker, and Wendell Hussey signing out. Hooroo. Love you. RDOs, as they don't say in the Falklands, because we won. Thank <laughs> you.